Hello, hello, and welcome back to our bumpy road. We are at the final, the third final last episode of the Law School Special, um, and this one's going to be with my friend Allie again, so yay. Um, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Um, just a reminder that neither Allie or I are mental health professionals. We're just speaking from our own experiences and hoping to help out some students, but if you do need mental health resources, there are a lot available, especially at Dal. Um, just look into them on the website, reach out to um, some support there, and there's always resources, and there's always people that want to help you. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and without further ado, let's get into it. So, okay, so welcome. We have our first double appearance guest, Allie. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> She's taking part in the law school special, and we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome, both in law school and like beginning your career, because I feel like this applies to a lot of careers. So, um, yeah, hopefully lots of people can relate. What do you think, Al? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that this is like a really common thing that people go through, especially when they're starting out their careers, because you're learning everything from scratch and you don't feel... And make sure of yourself, even if you're working really hard, you still kind of feel like, oh, like, do, am I, should I be here? <laughs> even mm-hmm. when you, you know, even when you should, so. Yeah, yeah and so before we get kind of into, like, talking more about some of your experiences and stuff, can you kind mm-hmm. of provide us, like, a basis for, like, what your journey with law has been so far? Like, where you've worked mm-hmm. and, like, school and stuff like that? Yeah, so I, I go to Dallas Meg. Yeah, uh, Dalhousie in Halifax, and then I worked for a law firm in Calgary over the um, summer, and that was a really good experience. I got to like they were litigation firms. So I got to um, do some like legal research and just I learned a lot of things. Was able to attend a lot of questionings and and uh, mediations and things like that. And it, overall, it was a great experience, and I really like loved the people I work with and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was good. And I found that it made me a bit more enthusiastic about law school because um, I had a bit of imposter syndrome and not wasn't in love with law school for most of my first year. But working kind of made me a little bit more excited about it. So, yeah, that's really true. And also, like another thing that comes with that, especially when you have like a one law job is that after first year, you really don't know very much. So it's like no. getting into that position. It's a big, I found like learning curve. So yeah, yeah, definitely a huge learning curve and uh, kind of have to get comfortable with not knowing what you're doing and just doing your best. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So going off that. Um, so first of all, as we get kind of more into our topic, so imposter syndrome, which is actually something I'd never heard of until I went to law school. But um how would you kind of define imposter syndrome? I think my definition would just be like feeling like an imposter. So like very basic <laughs> definition, but just feeling like you're out of place or maybe like you're not good enough. Like you don't know how to do things as well as other people or maybe you're not smart enough for um, just, just feeling those kinds of feelings. But um, yeah, yeah. Just feeling like I always, yeah. sometimes I describe it as being like, I'm like, it's some kind of secret that I like snuck into this program and no one knows like how secret yeah. I am. <laughs> like I I'm like an undercover agent everyone. 
Yeah, that's true. You kind of feel like you conned your way into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not true because you can't do that. Like, yeah, no. Not possible. I know people kept having to tell me that. And I was like, oh, I guess I did get through first year. Like, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> Unless you paid somebody to like say everything for you and do everything for you. You're not an actual imposter. Yeah, yeah. You like, that's a big thing. Just like, that's something that I think it's hard to accept that we like belong to be there because law school can be mm-hmm. so competitive. But um, I think like getting over that curve can be really important. And then you can just like thrive in your environment. Cause I think imposter syndrome doesn't bring anything positive to the table really. So no, no, it's only gonna, there's not, nothing good comes of that except for maybe it makes you work extra hard. That could be the only I don't know flip side to feeling like inadequate is that you make you really you really like I found like at work because I felt not super sure of myself because mm-hmm. I was new I like made sure everything was like I triple checked everything and stuff so that's actually the flip side maybe like positive like silver lining of imposter syndrome is that you know you can't let it take over but if it, it makes you like extra like Uh, tentative to how you're doing I guess yeah yeah no there's definitely like a fine line like a balancing act of like not having it negatively impact your mental health but like using it to like push you yeah exactly yeah that's awesome okay so then next I'm wondering kind of why do you think it's such a struggle for law students with imposter syndrome and also like as we kind of transition into our careers as the human beings we are (laughs) yeah the law school I think because it's hard to get there like there's like a barrier to entry so you maybe would question like do I deserve this spot kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and I think that's pretty normal I think that's actually like a sign that you're like like a good person (laughs) honestly I I honestly don't think imposter syndrome is the worst thing I think it means you're like a humble person that's like self-aware you know but it's like not letting it take over Um, okay well I define imposter syndrome as like putting myself down all the time oh. so that's something that like there's health okay. there's probably healthy ways to think about it but sometimes the way I think about it isn't healthy okay that's interesting yeah it's interesting it's socially defined like I don't think there is thing. a real definition so yeah I guess I've I guess for me in my life it's probably mostly positive you're probably being like Allison you're the wrong best <laughs> this episode. but I think it's because I I'm so chill that I need that feeling you know I know, but that like, just shows inadequacy. that it's different. Like, we yeah. handle the stress of, like, the imposter syndrome differently. Like, I guess you use yeah. it to, like, channel you. Yeah. For me, I just, yeah. like, use it as a way to, like, put myself down. And it's not good. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's not good. Not, yeah, letting it, yeah, it's not good to think that you're actually inadequate and you shouldn't be there. Like, you should never let yourself feel like that. Yeah. 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 And not based on your actual abilities, because at the end of the day, we all get stuff done, and we all like, yeah. So, and and we're all smart and like capable, and yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so next, I'm wondering how imposter syndrome can impact people's mental health, like when it is having negative impacts and like being used in a negative way. Um. Um. I think because it's just like that like if you feel inadequate or you feel like like what you're saying like I shouldn't be here um that's just like a terrible way to feel about yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and that will I think mental health issues are all kind of rooted in 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 feelings of inadequacy like they're all like or not rooted but they're like interconnected you know 
because like often you start to have more of those thoughts and your mental health is down so I think they like mutually like reinforce each other you know yeah it's kind of a cycle yeah it's a cycle exactly that's a good word yeah and I also think like if you can if you get into that pattern of like that negative thought like just associating it with law school in general and like not associating it with like maybe specific things which I think would probably be a more effective way to utilize imposter syndrome but if you're just thinking about it generally you're just gonna have these like negative thoughts circling in your head and it's just gonna make you feel horrible so yeah it's kind of about like breaking that cycle and like being able to look at like the world truthfully yeah exactly yeah okay so next I'm kind of wondering if you could talk about like a bit of a bump that you've personally experienced with imposter syndrome yeah I don't know that I did Okay, well, here I've got I've got a bump for okay, yeah, you, that we you can sure talk because I I don't know why I don't, but I, I just loved all of law school. Many other issues, but <laughs> okay, well, I just remember like something for me that's something I had to kind of work on with law school, specifically with imposter syndrome, is like when we wrote our final exams, and then you have to yeah. wait so long to get your marks, oh, and I just like. One. I couldn't stop thinking about them and kept thinking like, oh my God, like I should have written this and this and this. And like being in that negative mindset for so long, just until you get your grades, isn't doing you any good. Like you should take time. You should relax. Like what's done is done. Um, But yeah, that's, I I have the same one. I'll steal that one also. (laughs) Cause I also do that after exams. That's a good, that's definitely a moment when you feel like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And then I guess that's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Or like you'll hear someone talk about something and you'll be like, I didn't say that. Oh no. Like I'm wrong. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm not as smart as them as I didn't think to give that answer. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'll steal that from you. (laughs) I have a question that can go off of that. So why do you think like that period after exams like triggers imposter syndrome so strongly? Um, I think it's because it's like just very anxiety inducing. Like you're waiting for your your marks to come back. So there's there is a lot like even though there's actually not a lot riding off of them, it feel feels like there is like there they matter, you know. So you're there's just natural stress from that. Um, and, and also two it's... things that I think go with that are like it's a competitive like law school in general is like a lot of competitive people. Yeah, and. B, it's something you've never done before. Like, writing a law school exam in first year is terrifying because you're like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And then, but in reality, no one else knows what to expect, so you're not in any different boat than anyone else, but you can sometimes just tell yourself that. Yeah. I think that's just every person feels like they're the only person going through whatever they're going through, you know? Like, you always feel like you're the only one. When yeah. really every other person in our class probably feels, and they do, when you talk to everyone, they're all going they're all stressing about them you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's something that's important is like don't keep that stuff inside of you like talk about that with your classmates because you are all going through the same thing yeah exactly like talk about how you're feeling and yeah it's like probably more common of experience than you think it is you know Mm -hmm. and so what would that kind of transitions us well into my next question so like what tools do you think can help people manage imposter syndrome like talking to your friends openly anything else yeah. I think talking to your friends I think another thing is not letting it be your entire life too like I don't know I'm a firm yeah leader. like even when you're in law school and it is your or whatever your program is and it is your entire world just like having things that you do outside of that like if it's working out or like 
hobbies that you do that like aren't related to law school um for me that like grounds me and like reminds me who I am and reminds me that like oh actually my self-worth isn't based on what grade I get on this assignment and that that's like the place to be like when your self-worth is like separate from and like that's something that I think you like lose sometimes during law Mm -hmm. school and like but if you can come back to that and just remind yourself like no I was like a full person before this and like this is just something I do it's not who I am and that's really helpful I think yeah and also just like the process of applying to law school you are so like defined by your grades and like what you got on the LSAT and so it is really easy once you get into this role to like continue with that stress but in reality you're just you're here and also you were talking about my like basically you're talking about taking a break and being present and like mindfulness that's something I've been trying to work on is just like not worrying too much about the future or the past or just being in the moment just living the moment yeah. yeah, you only got three years here, so might as well make the best of them, so. And <laughs> from what I heard, it only gets worse, so. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> not uh, looking forward to that. Um, okay, well, now we can go into some positive takeaways. Um, so what advice would you give to first-year students who are maybe struggling with imposter syndrome? I think just like remind yourself that you are like worthy and you're capable and you're smart and that's why you're here and you're gonna do great just like honestly just be nice to yourself and like I don't know I know that it's stressful like everybody's gonna it's hard I was not prepared for how hard it was when I started I was really I had no expectations going in and I was just kind of like oh this is like this is actually difficult like this is a lot of work (laughs) and it's okay to feel overwhelmed um it's okay to feel all that stuff but just like yeah remind yourself that you know you're gonna do your best and that's all you can do do your best forget the rest you know (laughs) oh I love that that's your model (laughs) for second year that's like that's like those posters but yeah anyway that's that's what I and like have a separate life like honestly like that's so important like it's not your identity don't make it your identity because then that it can just be so quickly shattered if you don't as well as you want to when yeah it's just toxic then yeah it's like that's you're doing so that you can get a job you know honestly very true you're so much more than your grades so okay amazing well thank you so much Allie for being on this um I really think you provided some great insight and I think in general we just had a great conversation so um thanks for taking the time to talk about this and share insight with um first year law students and that brings us to the end of the episode and the end of the law school special. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening along to this. It was kind of a fun project for me. Um, and I will be hoping to release another episode in the next kind of two weeks here. So um, thanks for listening. Um, keep up to date on it. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out on Instagram at r.bumpy.road. Um, send an email into rbumpyroad email at gmail.com if you want to be a guest. Um, and reach out if you need some resources. There are people out there that want to help you. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and keep on trucking down your bumpy road.